Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. technical difficulties as is likely to happen on a blog talk radio podcast nevertheless this is the metal hammer of doom and i am your host the mandate reporter and frankly i'm mortified mr mark rattledge and tonight we metal faithful are going to review stoner metal greats corrosion of conformity no cross no crown no shoes no shirts no service no, just no cross, no crown. And uh, joining me tonight, of course, is my co-host with the most, the Metal Coop, Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir? Well, it's snowing. We, we officially have six inches. and uh, once, uh Yeah, I know. The weather actually told the truth, unlike most men. <laughs> they promised a yeah, uh, I told you I once hit a guy at a doctor's office with that joke. He was like, yeah, they said they're calling for 7 to 12 in Boone. And I said, yeah, buddy, well, uh, most men promise that, so I think we'll be all right. Yeah. And he just kind of looked at me, like, confused and walked off. I'm like, eh, tough crowd. But otherwise, <laughs> uh, besides, uh, besides the Lonely Hearts Club band back in full force, so we're doing good. We're doing good. We got metal. Got basketball and uh, Roman Polanski films, which is great until you realize that Roman Polanski is an awful person. Indeed. Well, this next person's not an awful person. He's the disapproving dad and the host of source material in his own right. He comes for an education. He is Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? Oh, Diablo, talk to me. 
Ooh, boy, I can't wait to talk about this band tonight. This is going to be a lot of fun. I, I look forward to this show. Boys, I'm doing well. Coop, it's, I've got, uh, well, we know Ronnie Adams. He lives down there in Kakalaki. Uh, I also have a cousin down there who's been showing some photos here of the snowfall. I mean, that's not normal, dude. How are you dealing with it? Uh, Simple. I have the... Uh, oh, son of a bitch! I just fucking fuck that uh, dunk on the game. Uh, anywho, yeah, I did that thing in the, in basketball where you're to dunk a ball and uh, you get denied by the rim. Uh, but yeah, I'm off today, and I, yeah, I did that actually loading a truck the other day. The dude lifted his truck to a ridiculous manner. So as I was trying to put the uh, big metal toolbox on it, I just went dunk and almost fell over. Uh, but but the way I'm handling it is uh, by being off today and tomorrow. Just by happenstance. Oh, okay. Because other, yeah, because otherwise I'd be fucked. I mean, I hit a deer over the weekend, so uh, my little car is, uh, I know, this time instead of going 20 and just bumping the deer, this time I was going about 45 or 50 and straight up just plowed yeah, the fucker. Yeah, you fucked, you probably fucked the car up pretty bad, I would imagine. No, well, not really. I mean, actually, the worst it did is it knocked out, it knocked out kind of part of the, uh, fender it's a little plastic car and it bent the hood into my headlight so i don't have a left headlight but otherwise like yeah not too bad not bad i mean i got i got off real lucky i'd say no yeah, no deer no. going through my windshield no uh you know not yeah, no fucking losing half my hood yeah no <laughs> no there's this one didn't have antlers that's good <laughs> it ain't snowing down where you're at is it mark no, but it was it was a little cold out tonight. I took my son to karate, um, and he actually didn't do too bad with it. Uh, I thought I was gonna be able to do it with him, but it really like he needed the, the teacher's entire attention, and so I got to figure out something else to do while while he's in karate. We're gonna take him again Saturday. Read a book. Uh, really, no, I actually got to get my I got to get my fat ass in shape. Um, so. If it works out and he's going to stay in the class, I think what's going to happen is I'm going to drop him off and then I'm going to go get on one of the exercise machines. Yeah, there you go. Trying to get this fat ass into running shape. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Um, I hear you. And then I took my I took my daughter out for a date. Uh, Chili's ran a promotion. Aww. Tonight was a daddy-daughter night at Chili's. It was just, just a way to get people in the fucking door. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes fucking Chili's. Yeah. Um, I've been to to Chili's twice in my life The first time is I turned down the girl of my dreams Because all she wanted was a guy to fuck And the second one was a girl telling me You know we're just friends Ouch Uh, Back to your daddy-daughter date Yeah (laughs) Let me stop there just for one second I don't know who's got the more depressing stories. You or Robert Winfrey. I just went back and I listened to the Jumanji podcast that we did. And like, other than me giving him, you know, kind of a, a ration of shit for, uh, for not knowing who 10,000 maniacs were. He, he he's just like, he, the way that he talks about his life and everything, it's like, wow, you are a very depressing guy. And I don't know why. How many I, I enjoy you. I think you're fine. And, but he's just like, no, life is a meaningless void. You know, and I then mean, I get dude, on here with you. Go ahead. He, I was just going to say, he's, I mean, I swear he's com- 
threatened to commit suicide, <laughs> rather jokingly in a man, in many most manners. But and but I, I swear, if he does it, dude, you might be on the hook because there's a lot of times <laughs> where he says, "Mark Radlich, I'd rather do this. I'd rather slip my wrists or something else." It's scary. Yeah, it, it is. And then I get on here with you. You know, and again, it's just like so. I went on. I went on this date. Turns out it was a dude. You know, it was like what? what? You know, <laughs> you well, I will say that the one girl that story. just want, wanted uh, someone to pay her attention. Uh, that's my infamous story of I fixed her relationship. At least they're still dating. We need a soundbite for this, Mark. This oof, if we need like a I've, sad. Trombone. I've had one of those weeks. <laughs> yeah, you you de- no, we, we I don't know you you're laying down on the job on me. That's what's happening, Jesse Starcher. Because you know, <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I mean, uh, we did you know, we 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 finally got uh, oh gosh, where is it? Uh, we we finally got a little bit of this. They fly over. They fly over. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. They fly over. They fly over. <laughs> You, anyway. you know, you know, I watched the I watched a TV show that uh, very much reminded me in some ways of that uh, that band, uh, Black Lightning. Oh, yes, I haven't watched that yet. Don't get, yeah, don't give anything away. I, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah, it's currently I'll, I'll just say, if you tomatoes. don't mind black liberal politics, terrific. Um, third attempt. Took my daughter to Chili's for Daddy Daughter Night. Jesse, let me ask you a question. At what point? Did your daughter suddenly have opinions and and was able to uh, tell you things and conversate? At, at what age did did she stop? Did she just not stop talking? Like if it was just you and her, <laughs> how old was your daughter when you you had to tell her, for God's sake, take a bite of your sandwich. We're gonna be here all night at this rate because you won't shut up. Oh, oh boy. I honestly would probably say seven or eight years old. Okay, that makes uh, sense. That would be right around the time that she she felt that need to discuss every bit of happenstance that occurred during the day or school day. Boy, them school stories. <laughs> they uh, there there that are many. Name monkey. Oh, geez. It, it continues <laughs> to this I'm day. I'm never gonna forget that. <laughs> It continues to this day, Mark. So it's it definitely uh, once it gets started, it doesn't stop anytime soon. My kids were yeah, chatty to take to a, begin with. Just talk to my parents because I never my, shut the fuck up. My <laughs> kids were chatty to begin with, but I took my like I like uh, over the summer I took my daughter to go shoot arrows, and you know, and then we went to lunch, and you know, while we were in lunch, um. She really didn't talk all that much, and I actually remember saying to Melissa at the time, "I was like, I don't, you know, I, I know we had a good time, and I, and I know we had fun, but I didn't feel like I really connected with her because she doesn't really talk to me, and apparently she talks Melissa's ear off." <laughs> Boy, did we make up for that tonight! Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> And it, it it did make me think about like relationships, you know, uh, in the sense of she's 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 eventually going to date, and the the guy, I, I think the guy that she'll <laughs> fall in love with is the guy that's able to sit across the table from her and listen to her prattle on for an entire length of a dinner conversation without 
interrupting. Like, that's the guy she'll marry. <laughs> I'm sitting there, and, and I'm like, I don't even know what to say to any of this. I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And suddenly, I was like, oh, my God, I really am on a date. This is the kind this of thing you impress a girl. <laughs> Is not have opinions on things, not ha- you know, and just uh, just show attentive listening, but don't actually talk. Yep. Uh, now you know why I'm the two date wonder. <laughs> See, you haven't learned. You haven't learned, Robert Cooper. Well, no, because <laughs> I, I am that person that's just like na 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 na. You're the girl <laughs> in your date. Oh, do, uh, I mean, is this podcast any indication of the fact that I talk a lot? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, this podcast, this and the other podcast, I do the only 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 ways I get to talk a lot. Otherwise, forget about it. Um. All right. All right. Speak. I'm a talk. Talking a lot. Is it that obvious? And we all talk is. All right. Um, Jesse, I'm going to go to you first because you actually know this band. But you know. You, uh, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, you know, you come here to learn about the music. You don't know yeah. a lot of the bands that we're talking about. And you're like, oh, my God, who's Goat Penis? Never heard of them. Uh, but I hear they're wonderful. Right, <laughs> but I Adams? want more of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you, Ronnie Adams isn't available to talk to you about the Goat Penis until you come to the Metal Hammer of Doom. <laughs> uh, or, or, or my favorite, Goat Moon. Goat oh, Moon. God. Good old Nazi satanic black metal. Terrific. But this one, you're actually aware of Corrosion of Conformity. Now, are you like the rest of us white boys? Uh, you've heard of Corrosion of Conformity when, pretty much when Deliverance came out and Albatross was a buzz clip? Or, or did you know about them before that? Uh, I'm looking right now, looking at their discography, just to kind of figure out when it was. And I would say it was probably Deliverance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're... Me finding these guys was just well. The first time I'd ever heard of them, um, it, well, it's it's kind of sad, but it's you know it's how it, this is how I first heard of them. I was actually at my my grandfather's funeral, and uh, of course you see family members from all across that you've not seen in quite a while, and one of them uh, was my cousin, and we got to talking about Clutch. That came up, and we were—I uh, think we were talking about the self-titled album, and I was just telling him, "Oh yes, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it so much, and it, the, I can't wait to hear what what else I can find from this band." And obviously, this was 1990—I think this was 96—and um, he's like, "Well, you ought to check these guys out." Pops in his tape, in his car, cassette deck, and I'm—it uh, was Deliverance, and I, I was like, "Oh, these guys sound really good. I'm gonna have to check out more of them." They course fell off the radar until i went back to college had access to the internet uh and i listened pretty steadily or at least up to uh america's volume dealer and then recently about four or five years ago four or five years ago i uh was able to get a hold of the live album that they did and i listened to that faithfully probably like three or four months straight just, you know, usually at least two or three times a week, I had it in there. I can remember going Christmas shopping, had both earbuds in and listening to the live album or live volume, excuse me, live volume during that time. Uh, but there's some albums in here that I, I don't recall listening to a whole lot of 
uh, specifically the later stuff in the 2000, uh, well, 2012, that self-titled album, I don't know if I know anything off of there. Uh, so they're one of those bands that I really enjoy. Their greatest hits are a lot of fun. And, uh, but the later stuff kind of, it's just something I haven't listened to a whole lot of. Yeah, I I discovered them in high school. Uh, Deliverance came out in 1994. So I was a senior in high school at the time. Uh, like I said, Albatross was the big hit off of there. I mean, other ones were Clean My Wounds. Um, and I maybe Pearls Before Swine. I honestly don't remember. But I know, but Albatross was definitely the big one, followed by Clean My Wounds, and uh, Albatross was everywhere at the time. Um, this was probably, other than Clutch, this was probably my uh, introduction to stoner rock, stoner metal. Mm-hmm. And I remember after that, I, I got an advanced copy because I was working in record stores at the time. 1996, I got a copy of Wise Blood. Uh, which I, you know, it, it was okay. King of the Rotten's not bad. Um, but a lot of it, like, I just, I wasn't really into. I didn't think it was as good as Deliverance. And then for a while, I didn't listen to him at all. Um, along the way, I went back and started listening. You know, I think maybe, like, when I got a Spotify account, you know, I was just, I, or you know what it was? It was probably, like, came up on Pandora. Uh, I heard Who's Got the Fire? From America's Volume yeah. Dealer. Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> Zippo, Who's Got the Fire, Stare Too Long. Oh, my God. America's Volume Dealer that came out in 2000. It's an amazing album. And I had no idea until I, uh, I heard it years later. When they put out In the Arms of God, uh, I actually saw them in concert in Miami. I was living there at the time, um, Fort Lauderdale, actually. Uh, and I, I was living in Miami and I saw them in Fort Lauderdale and I thought it was okay. Um, I don't remember anything standing out about this. Um, and then again, I, I kind of stopped paying attention to them for a while. And then I heard that they were, I remember the self-titled corrosion of conformity. And I thought, meh, um, nothing really jumped out at that. So, um, it, it had been a while since I had heard much of Corrosion of Conformity, and I was really anxious to hear what this new album was going to sound like. So we'll start talking about that in just a few minutes. But this is one of those bands, you know, they've been around since 1984, uh, wow. I believe. Or, uh, hang on, let me pull it up again. You're right. Yeah, their, first album, their first album dropped in 84, Eye for an Eye. Yeah, they formed in 1982 in North Carolina, as a matter of fact, speaking of which. Um, yeah. You know, and so... It, it, they're a little on the, on the uneven side. Not everyone's a, not everyone's a uh, a zinger, but uh, you know I, they, there's a there's a, a lot of potential here with corrosion of conformity. They can put out some truly amazing music, and they can put out some kind of blah standard. You know, just just depends. I know they've had some lineup changes over the years too. Uh, Robert, why don't you do fifty words or less here? What's your thoughts on corrosion of conformity's history in the music? Uh, I discovered them actually uh, the way I discovered a lot of the bands in my early metal listening youth uh, via 411mania.com site I used to write for. Uh, There's a column called The Mosh Pit. I miss you, Dan Haggerty. Uh, And the album that actually I was introduced with was uh, Blind, 
which I actually prefer it to Deliverance myself. Uh, but it was nice, and it's got some nice, like, southern metal. Kind of remi- It kind of reminds me a bit of Down, uh, especially when I started listening to it, because I discovered Down through Pantera, because my uncle's fucking Pantera devout. Even loves Damage Plan. <laughs> I don't know. I think Damage Plan was always just kind of okay. The vocals just didn't do it for me. Uh, but, yeah, fucking, uh, let's see, Blind, Deliverance. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I'm just yeah, looking God, at the fuck you cat, damn it! I didn't mean to call that time out. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the tracks for uh, Blind, which you know, vote vote with a bullet is clearly a top three COC song for me. But uh, track 16, titled Jim Beam and the Coon Ass. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, my favorite song off that is uh, Dance of the Dead, which that's just a fucking killer track. Now, it's real upbeat, up-tempo, just good, great fucking shit. Uh, then I own America's Volume Dealer, and I've not listened to it. I bought it like three Ooh. years ago. I still need to. I know, I know. I'm, I'm falling behind on it. No, cat. God damn it. Uh and then I remember listening to the 2012 album. I remember liking part of it, but I know it was their, uh, I know it didn't have Pepper Keenan on vocals, which kind of threw me off. Uh, I was reading up on him, and he came back in 2014. I didn't listen to that album, but uh, I am so happy to have him back because his vocal styling really fits the band, I feel. It, it's, it's almost their signature sound, that kind of southern Agreed. metal. I agree. Um. So okay, uh, obviously Mark took off. He w- he would have jumped in right now. <laughs> oh, I was like, is Mark dead? Did he die? Uh, is he on the toilet again? He's still awake. Uh, okay, so let me just take a look here. At, I don't uh, hear any snoring. <laughs> now we're really concerned. Uh, their greatest hits. I just want to quickly go down. I'll, I'll quickly go down through their greatest hits before we get into the, the, the stuff here. Cause this is, there's a, well, excuse me. This is a Spotify playlist where they put together the very best. No, excuse me. That's not the Spotify playlist. This is actually called playlist. The very best of corrosion of conformity. Uh, heaven's not overflowing vote with a bullet drowning in a daydream. The aforementioned albatross clean my wounds uh, the Land of Free Disease, which that does not ring a bell. Buried, King of the Rotten. Big Problems, which for some reason that is... They have a little, like, sub-thing beside it. It says Corrosion of Conformity, but it's spelled C-R-O-O-S-C-R-R... <laughs> Let's try this again. C-O-R-R-O-S-I-A-N. I don't know what the difference is there. I don't know if it's, like, a cover band or... I have no idea. Uh, and then we got Fuel. And one of my other favorites, Long Whip, Big America. I, I really like that one. Uh, then we have Wishbone, The Door, and Migraine, which there's a band called Migraine, I think, I believe. And and just just to think about it, that gives me a migraine. What do you think of that, Coop? Uh, I do know of Migraine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or am I thinking of something else? I might be thinking of another band. Oh, damn it. Uh, oh, I know. I'm trying to think if that was the band I was thinking of. Yes, there is ah, a band. Like, real... There is a band by by uh, called Migraine. I'll I'll tell you, it's a melodic death metal band from Helsinki, Finland. Yep, that's <laughs> the one I was thinking of. 
That's them. I was like, oh, are they? Uh, I was like, are they like a progress, like a technical death metal sort of outfit? I just couldn't place them for the life of me. But yep, that's what they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're actually a uh, total side note. Like new albums, there's some really good shit coming out so far. Like, Is there? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of exciting uh, releases on the horizon. Like the more I see, the more I'm like, man, I wish we get. Man, I need to start writing again. Like you know, Orphan Land's coming out. Uh, God, I'm so that. That's that's gonna be on Valentine's Day, and it gives me something to look forward to on Valentine's Day because that's Aww. my least favorite day of the year. Aww. Oh, dude, that is my least favorite day of the year. No joke. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll just we'll just spend the day of uh, love and cherish uh, the day to love and cherish with a uh, Israeli metal band that talks about uh, loving each other and uh, yeah, don't blow each other that's up. A good don't message. That. It's not cool. That's a good message. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because uh, like all is one. That album was absolutely phenomenal, but they have lost their guitarist since then. So I'm interested in seeing where that's gonna go. Oh, did I ever tell you what I did for my wife for Valentine's Day a couple years ago? I may have. Um, I I'm did sure really you got an ass tattoo <laughs> of her face. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Uh, uh, no, <laughs> it was, uh, we, we got into some kind of an argument cause I didn't exactly get her, you know, what she wanted for Valentine's day. Mark, are you back? Well, then, oh my God. I ended- Seriously. I had to go to the bathroom. I could not hold it in. <laughs> uh-huh. Chili's <laughs> fucking chilies. Add it again. Uh, chilies. Hashtag wow. fucking chilies. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead, and I don't know what kind of crazy story you guys are in the middle of, but fuck it. No, nope. go for um, it, man. He's talking about bam. getting an ass tattoo of his wife's face. <laughs> Terrific. Um, a face tattoo go of my play. wife's ass? I, I could have got oh, it backwards. No. <laughs> We're never going to get to the music tonight. Uh, between oh, my, between, we got 15 between... songs. Hey, be aware, I put I put everything on here. So there's interludes, so if you want to skip them, feel free. All right. Yeah, we, we, just because we've, we've now wasted like 30 minutes with other no. nonsense. Uh, <laughs> poop, you shat poop for and half no- of it. <laughs> poop, poop, and nonsense. That's all this podcast is. Let's go ahead and go right to track two. This is The Luddite. <laughs>
Cooper. What'd you think of that one? Kind of on the heavier side for this band. Uh, a little less thrashy, a little less stonery, but, you know, definitely crunchy. Uh, actually, it reminds me a lot of High on Fire. Yeah, definitely High on Fire. Yeah, I, I get a lot of vibes of them. Very, uh, kind of the crunch, the real crunchy guitars, the, the growling, the gr- almost like a growling vocal. Uh, I mean, you could still, with the chorus, the singing on it, it still had Pepper Keenan's, uh, voice uh, with that encouraging of, conform- of conformity style, but this is definitely a lot heavier song to start out with. And, uh, I really liked it. Uh, yeah, again, high on fire vibes. Yeah. that What you said there, Mark, about them being heavier compared to what we're kind of used to, uh, that was exactly what I heard. And I wondered if that was going to set the tone for the rest of the album, because it'd been such a long time and I hadn't had the chance to listen to what they've, released recently i was like okay are we are we going for a genre change here or not genre change but you know are we going to focus on a little bit more of the heavier stuff uh and it's had signature coc elements to it it was just a heavier song uh yeah i liked it um and I mean, I prefer the more stoner rocky type stuff from corrosion to conformity but uh, you know when you know when when they're rocking when it's heavy, that's not bad either. Uh, let's go yeah. ahead and go on to track three here. I'm gonna make up for a little bit of time since we do have 15 tracks. This is cast the first stone. I think my first run through on this album this is the one I liked. Uh, I liked a lot. Not really, really good stuff here. Uh, what do you think, Jesse? Yeah, I had my notes here. Uh, this was one of the better upbeat ones off this album. Uh, and again, you know, I, I, I was worried that we were going to 
focus on some heavier aspects of what they can play. And I think right here they kind of let you know, like, hey, no, we're we're still corrosion of conformity. Uh, and I, I got the – of the two we've heard so far, this felt more like the corrosion of conformity that I knew. Um, and it's – yeah, it's a good, it's a good song. Coop? Yeah, uh, again, kind of the uh, – more of the heavier vibes from this song. But I really uh, – I like what they have going on here. Uh, as we get – I know as we get further into it, I feel like they go – they get a little bit here and there closer to uh, the stoner, more like your stoner and southern rock roots. But uh, a song that really does continue the trend of kind of that heavier sort of sound that you found at the first, uh, what was the first song? It was the lead single, Son of a Bitch. I don't know. That song. The song <laughs> with the music and the stuff and the thing. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Uh, the Metal Hammer of Doom laying down all the important information. <laughs> More or less, like like I feel like with that entire statement, I said like, yeah, I was like the first one. <laughs> I feel right, like I just like finished I said, a daddy daughter date. Oh, great! <laughs> hey, at least your time at uh, Chili's went better. At least your time at Chili's had a better ending. Well, maybe not from that the other end, but less awkward. Uh, she, well, no, our our daddy daughter date ended when we left when we left Chili's. That was the end of that. So anything that happens after that has nothing to do with the date. So what I'm trying to tell you is my uh, run to the bathroom previously has nothing to do with the daddy daughter date. She's long <laughs> fallen asleep. Actually, um, I mean Jesse podcasts, in, you know, in a in a bunker underneath his house where no one can hear I him. I do. But um, you know what I found out recently? My daughter apparently, she doesn't come out of her room to tell me, hey, shut the fuck up. You're keeping me up all night. Um, but apparently she has woken up during one of my podcasts and she's heard me talking loudly and can't get back to sleep again, which I think is a lie because I, I go check on both my kids at the end of my podcast usually and they both sound asleep, so I don't know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> but um, way to go, Mark! Occasionally, I, keeping the kids occasionally, up. Yeah, occasionally I wake her up, um, and and she actually asks me. She's like, "I heard you say a lot of bad words. Why is that? What are you talking about?" Oh my <laughs> Father of the year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you remember the, the you remember best times when I used to have to. You remember when I used to have the podcast from a bunker, and then I got locked in that bunker. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. And that was, and that um, was it for that. So the other thing I was going to mention about that is I made the mistake of playing the uh, What Happened When podcast uh, in front of my daughter on a ride to take her to uh, Girl Scouts. And... <laughs> okay, now... Um, is this a is this another podcast? Uh, what happened when? What is that? That's the Tony Schiavone podcast. Oh, okay. All right. Now I've seen. Yeah, I've seen a few things. Tony Schiavone doesn't hold back. No, he does not. Oh, really? <laughs> it is not the so, greatest podcast in the history of our sport, is it? Oh, it certainly is, Ollie. Um, in any case, so let, let me get through this real quick. So they had. So this was like the best of what happened when, and. 
we were kind of going through all the bits and you know, talking about different things that happened. And one of the things that came up was the, the origin of, uh, of Klondike Bill on what happened when the Klondike Bill was the guy, was a ring crew guy. And, you know, he did a lot of behind the scenes stuff um, production wise, like craft production, not TV production for WCW. So like if they were doing a Judy Bagwell on a pole match, it was his job to set up the pole and shit like that. You know, he built cages, that sort of thing. Uh, Well, apparently he's also a world-class pervert and you know, he like, he ate parking lot panties. (laughs) (laughs) And he's talking about all this stuff. Yeah. He he ate ate parking lot panties. He did. That's world-class. Wow. Parking lot panties. Yes. I, I said, I said, I said, I said, parking lot. Is it panties I found in the parking lot? <laughs> yes, sir. Errant <laughs> panties. Oh, no. Made oh, their the way crabs. To sort of parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, so he's telling all these stories, and, and and I don't have enough sense to turn it off with my daughter in the back thinking, oh, she's not listening. <laughs> she has no clue what's, what's going on here. She doesn't know what a cat's ass is. So um, <laughs> we get out of the car, and my daughter kind of cozies up to me as we're walking in the girls' house. She says, "Can we not listen to any more talking? They say a lot of bad words, and I really don't like it. I find it <laughs> offensive." <laughs> All right. Hey, well, that's a, that's a good way to verbalize there, kid. Let me tell you oh, something. God. My seven-year-old son would be asking for more. He would want to be listening. <laughs> He'd, he'd be like, Dad, what's a ring rat? <laughs> uh, I love you, and I think your children are great. Keep your son away from my daughter, okay? <laughs> you, oh, you, you keep him in Ohio. I'll keep her in Florida, and we'll get along just fine. Well, but, but what about my 12 cats? What do I do with them? Uh, give him a cat bath. All right. Um, let's move on here. Oh, that's a bad idea. Uh, this is now, uh, Jesse. To, to your recollection, this no cross is this a bunch of, a bunch of ambient noise? Yeah, yeah, that's an interlude. All right, we're going to track five. We're, uh, wolf, a wolf named Crow. <laughs>
name crow i like that one that one definitely in more of the of the bar band you know stern rock feel to it um it, yeah they, they really do ride that line between like heavy and bluesy uh pretty well so i thought that was a good track what do you think jesse uh yeah this right here i think is either the top or at least top two for me off this album i really really like uh the way that pepper's vocals came across here uh it it's just a lot of fun good upbeat stuff so uh you know it's a wolf named crow cat named dog horse named jed <laughs> uh, an named dave <laughs> a boy named sue <laughs> coop what's what's one of the goofiest names you ever gave one of your cats oh fuck uh i remember i once wanted to name a kid i i well, when I was like, was it eight? Yeah, I was like eight. I'm like, well, I mean, people name their cats after uh, what they do, so let's name the cat Eat and Pet Me. Because that's all she wants. She wants to eat, and she wants people to pet her. <laughs> uh, and in, retro- in retrospect, that wasn't a good idea. Instead, they named her Yum Yum. I don't, oh, I don't okay. know why we named her Yum Yum. Yeah, dude, we've had some, like, I had a cat named Buns, uh, because she ate hamburger buns out of the uh, car trunk one day <laughs> after we left it open. Um, oh man, what's so? What's some other weird ones? Uh, we used to have a lot of weird ones for some outdoor cats because uh, my na- next door neighbor couldn't seem to fucking spay and neuter her animals, so uh, we kept getting more and more of them, and uh, we'd have to take you know take them and get them spayed and neutered. But you know that's not as easy as it sounds when they're feral. Oh no. <sighs> Yeah, no, it's kind of hard to catch them sometimes. So it it it, it took a few times, but I, I think wow. if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. First cat we ever had uh, was Squirrel Man. Because uh, <laughs> that's the name of the cat was Squirrel Man. Because I was uh, three, I think I was three, <laughs> and I was told that uh, uh, the cat was like bumping around uh, outside the house. And uh, my mom thought there was a man outside, and I thought it was a squirrel, so that's kind of the name we went with. Squirrel man. I think I was told when we moved, we tried to bring him with us, and he uh, just kind of wandered off, like, you know, no. cats want to do. They do. Yeah, had some weird ones. Yeah, I had one named Pumpkin. Uh, that cat uh, That cat would show up every six months or something, and I'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, I've like fucking cat names for days. Like the the latest one I named was a uh, black tiger because he's stripy, and I wanted to name him after a Japanese wrestler. Last, so I knew it was going to. I, I had a feeling that was going to be the reference, the Japanese wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and then my mom named one little kitty. Little kitty. Small cat. Little kitty, and I was like, I was like, that is the laziest goddamn name I've ever heard. <laughs> But because she wanted to name the cat, she wanted to name it Happy. But my stepdad's obsessed with that really mediocre procedural show on CBS, Scorpion. And he's like, "Oh, like the character from Scorpion," and that immediately killed it. Oh. It's like being on a date and mentioning your mother. Like, boom, <laughs> done. She did not want a single part of that name anymore. <laughs> so, I uh, named my cat. So, so. I named my cat mm-hmm. Rhino with a Y. R- Rhino with what a Y. Because it gores people. Oh, I I wish it was like a. I got this like weird crippled cat, you know, where it's like its back legs Aww. didn't really work very well. So yeah, Rhino didn't move Poor very baby. much. But I was very much obsessed with that wrestler at the time. 
<laughs> yeah, cause, well, it's funny. My room, I have Biscuit because uh, she she was Buns' kitten, uh, and we had gravy, but he died. Uh, but but now she has three legs. So uh, her getting around is, I was like, she gets around all right. It's just getting up's kind of a problem. Like I, I can like you can kind of imagine, just <laughs> kind of having to get positioning and uh, propping yourself up on one leg. Yeah. You know what I gotta I'm imagine? Up. Someone listening to this podcast going, "Are are they really talking about cat names now? What the <laughs> fuck, dude?" You have Blame no idea. Like, you, get me, you, you get me started on cats, man, and we can we can just have a cat podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, wait. I, I have to contribute. All right, Monkey. I called a cat Monkey because it was a sh- it was a short, condensed way of saying "Come on, kitty." So I just said Monkey. All right, there you go. Oh God! <laughs> there was a dude at a at a reenact that I used to reenact with who named his cat Shed, and she's like, "Oh, the woman's like, oh, that's cute. Did you find him in his shed?" And he's like, "No, I just can't call him Shithead in public." <laughs> <laughs> shed. Like, yes. Knock knock. Who's there? Girl. Girl who? Girl who is a person. That's one of my son's knock-knock jokes. <laughs> Girl well, who is a person. the old rattle humor. <laughs> Girl who is a person. All right. Yes. I'll, I'll see if Colton gets a kick out of that. I'll, 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 I'll oh, run it by him here bring, tomorrow. Please bring him down right now and ask him. <laughs> Mark, nine o'clock hits. The kids are in bed. I told you, I do not mess with that programming. It must that is an remain. ill. That is an ill-willed lie, sir. Um, <laughs> a malicious, a malicious, an ill-willed lie. Ill-willed lie. <laughs> Robert Cooper doesn't no. know what we're talking about, and we're not telling him. Um, oh, I do. Oh, oh, I do. I went to bed at eight o'clock until I was in sixth grade. It didn't matter if it was a holiday. A weekend? No, you don't. You don't, under, you don't understand. You don't understand the phrase "malicious ill will lie." And the manifesto. Ask. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm just talking about. Uh, I'm just talking about uh, being on the uh, receiving end of that programming. Oh uh, yes. Okay. Well, no. First of all, Jesse, that is a malicious ill will lie because your children have interrupted <laughs> this podcast many occasions, which starts at nine o'clock, which means they've. Come down after nine o'clock. So that uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, that's my line. <laughs> um, all right, this is track six. This is Little Man. <laughs> Help me, Jesus, help me clean my wounds. Sorry. Yeah.
got that thick groove to it. That six inches of groove right there, right in the hot, hot gate. That's what she calls me. <laughs> oh, those hot, hot gates, right, Jesse Sartre? It, it's oh. ready for you. It's ready for your six inches of thick groove. <laughs> you bet. I put a groove right in them hot, hot gates. Um, <laughs> the uh, every. <laughs> You know, well, welcome to the other podcast reference podcast. <laughs> it, it is. Welcome to it. It, it. If anything, it should either give them a motivation to go and listen to source material at some point or to abandon this podcast altogether. One of those two things is going to happen. <laughs> People are uh, really funny. Like, I thought they would talk about the music. There's a whole bunch of bullshit I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, you know, Coop, you talked earlier about how the album, as it progressive, really, as it progresses, it starts to get more into that, you know, Southern metal groove. I think this is a prime example of classic corrosion of conformity. Uh, one of the better songs off of this album, in my opinion. So it's, it kind of stinks that they suck that. I know they're artists and I know they want to get their vision across, but I, I hate that um, they stuck the, this is the one where they did, did they have an interlude in between this one? We didn't skip an interlude, did they? We didn't, did we? No, we didn't. I can't remember, but regardless, this is a good one. How's that? Coop. <laughs> here, here. Yeah, the the interludes in this album are kind of uh, off-putting in a way. Like, a lot of times it's like, oh, shit, uh, this is a thing, it's here. Didn't see that coming. Like, yeah, I, I'm all for interludes. Interludes in music, I just... I feel like it's, like, maybe, like, one musical interlude per album, maybe two. Unless it's a concept album, and then all, like, Nightfall and Middle-Earth by Blind Guardian. You can have as... That, that, yeah. that is excused Yeah Well the interludes in this just felt out of place And I know we're not talking about an interlude uh, But there's quite a few On this album We're going to skip quite a few tonight I, I, I walked away for two seconds to go get my phone I come back and I'm like wait what are we talking about <laughs> We're still talking about the song We just kind of got on the tangent D-nut. About the interludes in between some of them <laughs> What are you talking about guys D's nuts Got him I'm talking about these. Coop, these was there anything else on that one? Hey, Vision, yeah, why don't you show us your dick? <laughs> Mark, <laughs> you're doing the same thing we just gave ourselves shit for. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll be good. Vision, show us your dick. I mean, I know Paul Bettany has to be naked and everything he's in, so like, that's not really that surprising. <laughs> Terrific. Coop, talk to me. Pick up that, pick up that guitar and talk to me. Um, any other thoughts on this song? No. Uh, I, again, I, I agree with what Jesse was talking about. This kind of feels like them creeping back into their southern, uh, southern metal roots. Uh, yeah, that, that's one thing I will say about this album. Is I really feel like this album does uh, visit a lot of the sound, a lot of the sounds that the band has put forth before almost feels like a great, kind of like a 
little tour in a way, you know, giving me a little taste of everything they've done. Well, not quite as much the crossover, but <laughs> maybe maybe not the crossover thrash. That'll be uh, we'll, we'll save that for the next album. <laughs> All right, uh, this next one's an interlude, right, Jesse? Yeah, go ahead and skip seven if you want, and we are going into eight, right? All right, here we go. This is for Give Me. heard this record rather um i was it was background music in the house second time i played it through i was driving to work and you know and and maybe one or two songs would stick out to me in any one of those times but i wasn't paying close enough attention admittedly now that i'm really sitting here and focusing i'm like i'm really enjoying this you know we get we have a lot of swinging uh southern style you know groovy guitar work you know a lot of that you know that that, that uh, bar band sound uh yeah. i'm really enjoying this that that was a forgive me was a really good example of what i'm talking about where you know it's that it's that rollicking uh southern rock style uh what do you think jesse yeah there is there's points throughout that song where it just begs for some air guitar you know you have you have a good time listening to it singing along with it uh you know, one of the things that I was reading, I, I was trying to make notes as I went through the album, listening to it at work today. Um, and uh, Forgive Me was just one that felt at home. It, it wasn't extremely remarkable where I was like, oh, okay, I, you know, I, I picked this out or I picked that out. It, It's a good song. Uh, so 
there's not really much bad I could say about it. I, I hop on the metalinsider.net and they do specifically say on here, it says cuts like forgive me blend Southern rock with Sabbathy essences. Coop, do you pick can you pick out some black Sabbath influence in here? Oh, hell yeah, man. There's some <laughs> fucking Sabbath. And if you don't like Sabbath, fucking you're just either Sabbath, a douchebag or you're Mark Radledge. <laughs> I like I like old Black Sabbath. That Black Sabbath record. Jesse, have you ever heard our Black Sabbath show? I have. I have. That was uh yeah, that was that was something else. I mean, you were un how's uh, the correct word would be uninterested. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> It, it was Terrible. me and Sean Garmer dragging that podcast <laughs> to the finish line. We just we picked it up and just fucking just like, all right, no, no leaving no man behind. <laughs> and meanwhile, but, but, I was in the pros it, and I was shooting at them. <laughs> but, but but was it as bad as the Children of Bodom podcast? I I still feel like. That is the that is the podcast on live. Okay, so we there's there's two, like, there's two different kinds of bad. There's the bad uninterested, like it's just a boring show, and we're bored with the music. That was Children of Bodom. That's probably the worst show we've ever done by far. Black Sabbath wasn't a bad show. It was I I just was relentlessly ragging on the album. Mm. It was it, it was not yeah it wasn't good. I remember. I remember many times the other boys being on defense quite a bit. Um, so, <laughs> and then I would, Sabbath, and then I would take number, a hammer and smash the fence. <laughs> number 13. Is that what it was? Sabbath? Was it called 13? Yeah. That was 13. Yeah. Okay. All right. Didn't Megadeth come out with an album of the same name? They did. And <laughs> Anvil did. This is 13. Oh, wow. And Suicidal Tendencies did 13. Yep. Lucky number. It is. All I, right. Uh, there's one thing in my life I know. It's uh, random metal albums. <laughs> this is track nine. Uh, this is nothing left to say.
something else and I'm getting tired so I, I had it in my head ready to talk about it and then immediately forgot what the song was <laughs> uh, 10 o'clock oh, um, oh good old Mark <laughs> wait I just had it and you guys interrupted me damn it um, <laughs> sucks getting old and sleepy yeah I don't know um what kind of vibe did you get from that song, Jesse? Well, I can tell you that I, I I immediately wrote it off when I remember first listening to this album. I was like, oh, geez, I don't know about this. And then on my second run through, uh, I realized that this is kind of needed. You know, what you want from Corrosion of Conformity is that hook uh, that you can immediately get into in, in a song that's fun bluesy and all that great stuff but they don't all have to be that uh and i think they do a great job of bringing the pace of the album down with this one uh but still keeping it very very you know uh, bluesy rock um and groove it's just really slow methodical uh and (laughs) It's, I, I, it keep it kept my interest the second time around. I, I don't think I this is one of those songs I shouldn't have wrote off in the beginning, and it it's worth listening to at least two or three times uh, because it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Coop, uh, I will say one thing. I fucking dug. Uh, I really dug this last song. Yeah, it was fucking killer. I had that fun of, that Sabbath drone. A nice swing, like, fucking doomy groove to it. It was my shit. Uh, more songs like this. <laughs> right, we're you like the next song from COC. We're going to skip the next track here, um, which is Sacred Isolation. I believe it's in the more ambient noise. Yeah, it's and... like a really off-tune. It's really off-tune interlude. It's, it's yeah. again, interludes, interludes. Could do without them. Let's go to Old Disaster.
got a text message today from my wife that she got from her mother that said Jonas is crying because he can't have big boobs. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> now, uh, everything I've read says that, that is actually developmentally appropriate. You know, it's just, just some talking and oh. some growing and some pass. Mm, um, boy, I almost I almost jumped in and asked some questions, but go ahead. He's not transgendered, if that's what you that's where you were going. No, with this. no, my my question. Well, I love how you immediately like went and started researching. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, I got to figure out what what okay, what the hell is going on? <laughs> well, no, I. I was fine with it, in all honesty, because I honestly, if it, you know, if you were like, "Hey, Jonas, I've got HIV," he was like, "Well, why can't I have HIV?" That's what would happen. Uh, like, okay. It, <laughs> then he'd get I mad that he, yeah. Then he'd get mad that he doesn't have it. Um, and you know, he's he's almost forty. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know some adults that act like that. <laughs> But this, I had, this led... I had to listen. I had to listen to an argument between a four-year-old and a seven-year-old between a bathroom door today, and each of them was going, "I'm the best," and then the other one goes, "No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best." I'm like, "What is what is the problem here? Why do we have to continue to do this?" There's, no, I don't know what they're the best at. Each of them are, are the best, <laughs> at claiming that they're the best. I have no clue. <laughs> John, it's just you know, an I'm argument. The best. One of them has to be the best. Okay, go ahead. Well, let me let me finish the story here. So, um, I was told I this was all happening at work, and the, the only reason why I went and researched anything was because my wife, I thought my wife was kind of having a spaz over it, um, because the one thing that is also happening is that he keeps like touching her boobs, and she's about over it. Uh, so you know we have to kind of you know stress boundaries with him. But sure. I thought she was spazzing about the he wants boobs thing. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I started researching for her to try to, like, you know, tell her, like, hey, see, this is normal. In any case, I said this in the middle of work. And, uh, and all the women I work with immediately started to go in every direction in, with this conversation, which ultimately led to me coming back to, have you ever sat on your balls? Because I have. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that hurts me. <laughs> If you've done it, haven't you gotten on your bike and you sit right on your balls? Mm. That ruined the yeah, bike ride right the, off the bat. Uh, in the car, yeah. My buddy <laughs> drives a uh, – he used to drive a 69 Cougar, and he had that problem all the mm. time. Just sitting, on, just sitting on his balls. You ever sit on your balls, Jesse? Yeah, and I, for some reason I'm starting to re- I'm starting to realize it's becoming a little bit more frequent. So it must be something to do with age. <laughs> well, that was the thing, like well, not I mean, understanding male anatomy. I mean, these are all adult women, many of which have kids, but they still don't seem to understand how adult how male adult anatomy works. And they're just like, like how low do your balls hang that you sit on them? I'm just like, no, it's not a it's not a hung low thing. It's it's sometimes you sit on something awkwardly, you're going to catch your balls and sit right on them because mm-hmm. the it has it. Well, and, and sometimes it is the fact that you're just your balls hang low. <laughs> Somebody asked me today if my balls hang so low that they that they you know that they teabag the water in the toilet, and I'm like, nope, they're not <laughs> yeah, that low. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you've done that? You know, it's funny. You've another one, of, another one of my friends. No, another one of my friends has that problem. He's like, yeah, the other day I just sat down on the toilet and I was making tea. Dude, <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh, there's got to be, like, uh, pieces of clothing or something that can correct that because that, that's got to get nasty. I mean, then you're, the whole wiping situation becomes, there's a whole other factor. you got to wipe your nuts. As well Not as for ass, nothing, but if, you, but if you sit down and your balls immediately Dunkin' Donuts the toilet, throw them over your shoulder. <laughs> Wrap them around your cack. <laughs> no, no he, he, he said that he's going to have to get the uh, male version of a breast reduction like once he gets older. Wait a I like the fact that you completely mispronounced that word. You know, like, like a crazy Boston accent. <laughs> Wrap them around your cack. <laughs> your cack. You can't I was wondering what a cack was. I'm like, a cactus? I really don't want my balls wrapped around a cactus. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. And if it's, you know, this, this reminds that me guy got of something. Up. Uh-oh. You know what this reminds me of, don't you? <laughs> do you know Doesn't it all be nice to have a penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we haven't brought that one out. <laughs> oh, you, Sweet this, this has been your first podcast with me this week, then, because I most certainly have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, enough about Duncan Balls. This is E L M Well, Duncan D. be a google image for that i'm going to go ahead and see if i can find it i'll make sure to post you uh, uh, tag you guys <laughs> right in it and here comes jesse yeah, for the show <laughs> <laughs>
Jesse Starcher, unlike some of my other minions, you never fail me. <laughs> this is an actual thing. Okay, <laughs> there is a 2016 embroidered military morale patch that says Duncan D's nuts on it. All right? <laughs> It's apparently something you can buy. The patch is Velcro, backed with, let's just take a look, 12 bucks. That's a pretty good-sized patch, too. I, 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 I have no idea about the history of this thing, but apparently there has to be one in order for somebody to actually come up with a freaking patch that you would sew or Velcro onto your jacket. That's crazy. Uh, this makes me want to get a, a denim jacket again and sew patches to it. <laughs> like when I was in high school. Many, Why many moons ago. <laughs> no one is going to accuse us of not having sophomoric humor on this show. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Do we even want to talk about this last one? Do we have any thoughts? Oh, I, 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 honestly, I think I put meh beside this one, and I hate to say that because it wasn't horrible. Um, it's it's not a bad song. It's just it it's nothing. Of all the songs on here, it fit in with the rest of them and probably <laughs> fell more towards the background. Of How's all that? the songs on here, that was definitely one of them. That was one of them. <laughs> I mean, it's my, my certainly... reaction to this song was, uh, "Holy fuck, that guy just got fucked up with a uh, with a fucking uh, knife." Yeah, because I'm what deciding to watch about? my DV. I'm watching my DVR from uh, uh, Halloween. I'm watching Roman Polanski's Repulsion. You know, I'll yeah. tell you what, this is definitely no Nickelback. 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 I wouldn't give you a penny back. I want to. I want to revisit that album. I want to go back and listen to it tomorrow or Friday, one of the others, by one of those days. Just to just to, maybe there's something else in there that we could just pull from. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're talking about uh, the the, the uh, Uncle Al. Uncle Al. Yeah, no, I knew. I didn't want to say Uncle Al though. Like, what was the actual name of the album? Do you remember? Oh, uh, nope. I don't remember. What the surgical meth machine? There we That's go. That's the one. Yes. yes. Uh, surgical meth machine has given us quite quite a, a few lovely gifts. <laughs> and you know what's really funny? Like on Metal Archives, there's one guy that fucking gives that album a, damn, a fucking shining review, and I okay. am so confused as to how that guy <laughs> managed to come across the, uh, the, I guess the conclusion that he did. It's like. Uh, it's like when you read family members' Facebook posts, and you're like, I really don't see how you came to this conclusion. <laughs> and but I'm going to continue those... reading. At... You, you read someone's Facebook page, and it's all fake news and malicious, ill-willed lies. Right, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's very um, interesting? A customer and I had a... Uh, we actually had a political conversation that was very mature and respectful, and we both came back with some different views. It was really nice. Last plan with fire right there. You, right. You're not kidding me. Oh, man. It might also be playing with drones. They fly over, they fly over. <laughs> In that conversation, over. Coop, which one of you would be more likely to believe that drones were after you? You or Wait, the uh, other party? Wait, what? What uh, might be after him? 
<laughs> Drones? They fly over, they fly over. <laughs> you know, I think it was, uh, it was, I, I think it would be a little equal. We were actually talking about, uh, it, that was actually interesting. I talk, I was telling him about a movie I went and saw, uh, Last Flag Flying, which uh, brought a tear to my eye. It was a very wonderful film. Sounds like uh, gay porn. Like, yeah, I was in, yeah, it kind of was. It was about a, uh, it was about a, a Vietnam vet uh, finding two old war buddies and burying his son that died in Baghdad. Burying his son straight in straight fucking porn up more or less, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like he was like, I was a nom. He's like, you know, after they didn't find those weapons of mass destruction, you can't convince me that the war ain't uh, a war racketeering scheme. I'm like, oh wow. And he's like, and I ain't no liberal. And I'm like, I'm a liberal. <laughs> All right. And then you Speaking attempted of li- to kill each other. Speaking of no, liberals, no, here's just really re- Go ahead. Awkward so silence. I call it that. Speaking, li- Speaking of liberals, let's uh, let's get, go to track thirteen. No cross, no crown. Ugh. Wait, is this more ambient noise? This there are lyrics to this song, and it's kind of okay. a song. It's probably the worst song on this album, in my opinion. And I'm just going to go ahead and give you my review right now on that song. Don't come Fuck to me it. afterwards let's, if you play it. Let, <laughs> let's just skip it. <laughs> let's move on to track 14. A Quest to Believe, A Call to the Void. Cooper, what did you think of that one? Robert Cooper, what did you think of that one? No, that was me. I heard what do you think of that one, and I was waiting for you to talk. Uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome solo. I mean, the guitar work on it was uh, well done. Again, uh, it was a lot different from the first part of the album. I like that there's – while some songs don't necessarily stand out as well as others um, – they still do a really good job of differentiating themselves in those kind of segments from each other, which I guess maybe that's why we have all these uh, interludes. I don't know. But uh, as for that guy and me, actually, we just talked politics while I cut his cabinets for him. Oh. At least, at least he didn't make me cut uh, like a guy a week before. That was like, hey, buddy, can you do 34 and 15 sixteenths? And I looked at him and said, ooh, I can, I can try. 
and I did. I'm actually very proud of myself. Good for you, nice. Robert. Because because our because our saw is like literally a wall, uh, with a tr- <laughs> like with a two tracks. Yeah, I've on been it there. For, uh, I've been there. You, 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 you know that saw then. I know. I you know, know that, that saw. Wall. Is, I know that saw. <laughs> and you know that it is not exactly the most precise. No, it is not. <laughs> so yeah, that right. is. Uh, I, and Mark knows that wall. And he knows that saw, right? Because he knows the saw is the law. You know the Sodom song, not the Whitechapel one. What what, what about the wall from WCW? Oh, you know it's. It, <laughs> It took me <laughs> it took me seven years to realize that it was a reference to the Berlin Wall. <laughs> oh boy! There was a well, guy that my came... best friend Nick. Wait a minute! How did you not podcast. figure that out? It was they they were calling Alex Wright Berlin because he was German because he was formerly Das Wunderkind. Das Wunderkind. Okay, then he became Berlin, and Berlin came out with like a bodyguard named the Wall. How did you not figure out? Really, dude? Because I didn't, I didn't know that they were related. I didn't know that they came out together. I just, for some reason, knew that there was a wrestler called the Wall, and I knew okay. Alex Wright was one day uh, Berlin. Duck no, it wasn't until my buddy Nick, who I still need to get on this podcast. Uh, take a take drink. Take a drink. Uh, take a drink. <laughs> uh, Wow, I think I've hit all of them today. Awkward silence, uh, my friend Nick, my love life. Holy shit. Oh, and these nuts. I guess that really is something else we need to add on to that list. Uh, uh, yeah. He he was like, Coop, you know you know that's a reference to the Berlin Wall, right? I'm like, really? He's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Mind blown. It's the wall. Do you think drones fly over it? Oh, I don't know. hang on. <laughs> Ask Mark. They fly over, they fly over. Or Chuck D. I think they do. <laughs> uh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a horsey, horsey. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, oh, you were expecting the absolute shit. Or shite. Shite. Or the horse again. It's a living. It's the goddamn turkey noises that fucking just make me cackle like a damn hyena every time. <laughs> Oh, wow. And, uh, that might have been the birth the of the gag girl right there, Mark Radlich, by the way. I, you that, know what I did after the, last, after the last, it was either Runaways or Source Material, one of the two. I stayed up late and listened, went back and listened to every gag girl for the past, like, two months. <laughs> You're obsessed. Oh, <laughs> really? <wow. laughs> That's some funny shit, dude. Including, including Jesus, right? Uh, um, uh, that reference is lost on me. Explain, Coop. They're, 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 oh, I threw that in there once. I threw a uh, gag clip of John Zandig yelling, Jesus, just because oh, that good. <laughs> it comes oh, from Bachmania. Yes. And, and it was my uh, it was my text tone for six months until uh, I started getting looks from the customers when it would go off. They'd just look at me, and I'd just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
All right, last track of the night before I go, Betty. Bye. This is son and daughter. Oh, daughter, tell me, daughter. Sure. You know that's that's a good song, and I have to say, I don't, I wouldn't call this samey. I think there was enough difference between the songs to stop short of that, but it comes close. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's a good after the a shaky beginning, I should say. For, you know, the first one or two tracks, we start to get into that corrosion of conformity that we all like. You know, that bluesy stoner rock sound, and and it keeps it through to right to the end. Uh, I would say it's kind of a B plus A minus effort. From corrosion of conformity, um, is it one I'll listen to again? Yeah, maybe. Again, this this falls into the realm of background music, though. Not something where I would go back and listen to like a specific song. I would just listen to kind of the whole thing, you know, while I'm uh, making dinner or cleaning the house or something. Okay, uh, I could tell you that most of the reviews that I've read. They have said that this album is a return to form of what corrosion conformity corrosion of conformity was uh, back when we were listening, when me and Mark started listening. Um, and I think, you know, our appreciation of this album might have been uh, a little bit more if we would have been subject to like repeat listens of the last like two albums that came out. Uh, so everybody's, everybody is praising this for being a, a return to form. And I can tell you that, you know, being the guy who listens to the greatest hits of corrosion of conformity and, and a, a, a bunch of those earlier albums listening to this, I was really surprised at how much it felt like, uh, you know, there's elements in here that feel very much like the corrosion of conformity that I used to listen to. There are a few things that I would do different with this album. A few criticisms I, we've already talked about were the interludes. Um, 
there's there's one song we could completely do without which we skipped over because it just felt like it did not fit anywhere on here it was it, it, you'll know it when you hear it we'll just put it that way but uh i mean it's corrosion of conformity back let's hope they could do the same thing on their next release so thumbs up for me for sure coop uh for this album i'd give it a solid three and a half uh dunking testicles in a toilet and a five <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can pull that uh, third testicle off, uh, I, I'm, oh, uh, uh, yeah. No, I had a guy, I had a guy in math class once in high school, just like stand up and be like, "I have one testicle," and then sit back, sits back down. I'm like, "The fuck is this sharing time?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thanks, uh, sir. but no, this fucking. I was like, "Thank you, sir." Uh, that's what I need to hear. Oh uh, yeah, but this fucking. This fucking album is a good one. Uh, it's it's one of those I, I'm gonna be listening to it more because it offers a lot, but upon first listen, it kind of kind of passes you by if that makes sense. It's really good background music, but when you start listening to it again, you start noticing the uh, kind of the intricacies in and some some of the songs, just kind of what each song offers uh, and how there's really different styles in this album that really make it worth kind of repeat lessons. Uh, there's some good catchy tracks on here, some great shit. Yeah, three and a half stars out of five. That's what I'd fucking give it. All right. With that, I believe we have reached the end of our show. Uh, next week... Let me go to my calendar. Next week is Avatar, Avatar Country. We'll also be... Uh, looking at the vision on source material. Come on, vision, show us your dick. Uh, <laughs> the Orville on TV party, and as I said, the aforementioned Avatar Country. Uh, the following week after that, Black Mirror, The Godfather Part Three, and then we're right here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. We've got Machine Head Catharsis. Uh, I've added a new one to the schedule. Just uh, found out about it today. Um, Skindred, Big Kings. We're going to look at that on May 2nd, so I'm looking forward to that. We've got shows lined up every week between now and May 2nd. So tune in to the Metal Hammer of Doom to get your metal fix and your silly jokes. We are full of, boy, are we full of silly jokes. Uh, go <laughs> ahead, Robert Cooper, do your thing. Oh, boy, me? Oh, this excites me greatly. So uh, there's this <laughs> podcast. I'm on it. Uh yeah, Valentine's Day. We're doing Orphan Land. It'll be a great gift from Mark Radlich to myself, since uh, he's the one person that will give me something for Valentine's Day. You're my Valentine. Oh, shucks. If only I would have known it, uh, known it was so easy to get a uh, 40, 42-year-old man's, <laughs> man's attention. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I don't want to hear the fucking goofy mid-climax. <laughs> <laughs> I remember somebody said, like, wait a minute, Goofy as a kid, that means Goofy had sex with somebody. And I'm like, oh, no. I didn't think uh, about I work, that. Dude, I work in a jail, and one of the questions I have to ask is whether or not, well, one of the questions I have to ask is... Doesn't it all be nice to have a penis? Standard, second standard question. question on every form. <laughs> See, I thought your question was going to be, 
I thought it was going to be why is Goofy a dog and they treat him like a human, but Pluto's a dog and they treat him like a dog. Well, here's the typical answer I get. Are you ready? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 That sounds like no! Sounds like most of my dates. <laughs> oh, wow, thanks a lot. I didn't know that, 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 that you had done that. Thank you. Uh, hey, listen. I was that you have don't tell Winfrey about that at all. Okay, he okay. mentioned that in his own he, when he did the it podcast. He asked me to do that, and I didn't listen to his it podcast till probably about two weeks ago. So I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, I'll I'll throw it on there, surprise him when you play it. He'll 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 get a kick out of it if he remembers." Okay, no, I've been saying for a while that we needed to do it that way. Are you ready? No, God. <laughs> No, God, please, no, 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 no. That's uh, now that right there. Speaking of Michael Scott, that's what she said. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> you, you know that. I need walk to carry that up. clip around with me. Because like Saturday at the board cutting, this guy's like, "Hey, buddy, can you help me out here?" I'm like, "What you need, boss man?" He goes, "I need 20 sheets of uh, OSB cut." And I was like. <laughs> Took a fucking hour of my day. Nice guy though. But yeah, we're talking so, politics. Uh, yeah, no, no, that was we didn't talk politics. He and I, we just talked. Uh, we, we just talked how much fun it is to cut fucking wood, which it isn't. I'm pretty good at it though. Uh, I wish. Anyway, Doesn't it all be nice to have a piece? that wood. No, don't cut that wood. <laughs> don't. No, no, not dick. No. So uh, th- there's uh, there's this podcast. Oh sweet Jesus. Uh, and then there's uh, the Sentai Rider podcast that nobody's actually liked it in a while. I think South America finally caught on that we haven't released anything in three well, years. All of, all uh, of South so America far- has liked that uh, Facebook. Yeah, you're right. I think there's just nobody, you're right. nobody left. <laughs> you're right. So if, if Facebook.com slash Sentai Rider podcast is S-E-N-T-A-I-R-E-R podcast. Then there's W2Mnet.com, Sean Garmer. He's my buddy. We share content with him. Yeah, he has a website. He owns it. They release shit. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'll probably be doing more New Japan stuff when they uh, release it. So that, that's that's going to be fun. And then uh, scrapingthebottom.com. Uh, my buddy Kevin, that's his, uh, that's his thing. I was on there once. He he brought cake, and there was a dumpster fire as the, as the uh, episode image. I think part of it was because uh, – we have a black member of that podcast named Howie, and I kept doing Roots references until he got up and tried to hit me with a chair. Jesus! I kept, I kept, yep, I kept, I was like, your name is Toby. There was, well, the funny thing is he, he took over my spot on the three beards, and I was like, guys, did you ever call him the black beard? And they were like, no. I'm like, come on, man. That's a perfect reference. Why the hell wouldn't you do that? Yeah, they. Uh, I, I've yet to be. I've not been back on that podcast. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I'm also not allowed to say the c word. Uh, you know, kind because I because I said that, and Kevin goes, "You can't say that." I'm like, "But but but I'm not using it in the feminine term. I'm using it in the way that British people use it, where I'm calling you an asshole." Wait a minute. Why why aren't you allowed to say "cunt" on a show called The Three Beards? 
Well, it wasn't even. It's called Scraping the Bottom. That's the name of the podcast. Oh, now. who gives a fuck? Why are who's being? What pussy on that show says you can't say cunt? I mean, Kevin. He also told me I can't mention any of our jobs. I'm like, really? <laughs> Mark, did you? Really? Well, I get hit. Mark, I, I, I understand. I for vagina twice in a sentence. I'm just pointing that out. I, I, I mean, I. I <laughs> I mean, I get, I get, I get it from Kevin. He's a teacher. Like I understand it from him, but like, really, guys. So uh, I, I guess I just gotta call my work blue. Anymore. I gotta call him blue. I call it Blue Hardware Store. But the funny thing was, is like, yeah, we'll have to get Ugh. you on sometime. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a drive, right? And like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have to drive 45 minutes to get here, guys. <laughs> and that's one way. That's a long way for an hour podcast. Yeah, that you can't say cunt on. Bunch of vaginas. Right? I mean, that's one of my favorite words and one of my favorite things. I'm kidding. I wouldn't know that. What part of 40-year-old virgin don't you people understand? Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, I drop that joke at work every once in a while. I'm like, ha-ha, 40-year-old virgin. They're like, you're not 40. I said, oh, give, it, give it a few years. Mercifully. Anything else? Anywho. <laughs> Can we please... Um, uh, Roman Polanski is a uh, wonderful filmmaker oh and a piece of shit human being. <laughs> go, Jesse. Just go. <laughs> All right. All right. Castlevania. Castlevania. Uh, oh, you know what's, uh, you know, just throwing this out there, there is a Metal you know. Essentials, uh, a Metal Essentials uh, playlist on Spotify that has a, oh, who is it? That, well, anyway, the name of the song is it, it, "It's a Wonderful Night" or no? It's uh, a horrible what a night to have a what a horrible night to have. Yeah, uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Night. Sorry. No, Black Dahlia Murder. You're talking about yeah, the Black Dahlia Murder. Yes, it is on the Metal Essentials playlist. Just just throwing that out there. I thought that was Fucking funny because I recognized song. the title before I recognized the band. Uh, or oh, you know, listen to Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, I think I have, and I've tried. It's, it, but it was there was something that I didn't like about them. So one of these days, I'll have to, I'll have to really delve into it and see why they. Decided. We'll have to review them. <laughs> Indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go give the Radlich in Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have in, to offer here on the network. We do wrestling, comics, movies, MMA. Uh, we talk video games, just like Coop alluded to. We get some content from our good buddies over there at W2Mnet.com, and uh, we share it over here, and they share our stuff on their site. So uh, I can tell you right now, if you listen to source material, you'll at least get half of the references here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. So <laughs> you might want to check that out. Uh, we have uh, just released – Was this week? this week was Black Lightning, and we went back – the 70s and i'm gonna get you sucker and we had a good time uh, i was <laughs> pimp of the year <laughs> he was pimp of the year uh so you could check that out we had a fun time discussing a a, a 12 issue series called called black lightning uh and it, it was you will. I'll tell you right now. If you want a nice little primer for what you're going to get in the series, I would assume most of the characters that show up here are going to be in the series on CW. So we got the White Whale, Coop, the White Whale. He has no idea. All right, so maybe he hasn't showed up yet. And if, if, oh, one, White way. Whale is he like a? Well, there's so far we've had a 
Is there like an albino? The, I guess the albino black guy. Yes. Yep. There's your white whale. All right. Hashtag so anyway. <laughs> Hashtag albino kingpin. <laughs> we just need a big crossover between those two where they fight each yes. other. Um, we need black. Okay. We need we need a triple threat of kingpin, black kingpin, and albino kingpin. I'd pay money for that. Uh, we need to create a wrestler. Do that, Coop. Sit down some night, get grab a WWE 2K whatever, and create a wrestler match and upload it to the YouTube so we can watch it happen. Um, all right, that's it for me. You can follow me at Stiznarkey on Twitter if you do so wish. Uh, and uh, like I said, blogtalkradio.com, that's our home. Search Radlich. Go back in the archives. Check out all the great episodes that we have to offer here. Coop, Mark, thanks for having me on here. Let's get out of here. I'm Ray Rock and Roll. All right. Be well, be safe, and behave, everybody. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.